0: And with me, of course, is uh, Dr. Rajbans, President of the Malaysian Wellness Society. Good morning, Dr. Rajbans. Good morning. Well, the haze situation is not letting up, is it? Uh, The haze in Sarawak, in fact, is moving into the danger zone with the air pollutant index in Sri Aman going beyond the 300 mark. It's so scary. I mean, uh, two million children in Malaysia are being affected because they don't get to go to school. Uh, How does the haze affect children with regards to health?
1: I mean, it's uh, worse for the kids because they're starting at such a young age, they're getting exposed to such, a, you know, uh, things like, you know, this air pollution. And, uh, you know, like anyone, they will have, you know, things like allergies that can cause, you know, allergy rhinitis. They are, uh, they can get sort of hypersensitive bronchitis. Those with asthma problems will have an acute attack of asthma. But on top of it, this this pollution is going to increase your free radicals, it's going to increase inflammation, decrease your immune system, you're prone for infections, and that's just the immediate effects. Yeah. <laughs> we still don't know about the long term effects nobody knows about the long term effects or what's going to happen to our lungs 20-30 years from now from the effects of exposure now mm-hmm. you know that for children even adults and we have been getting this haze for the last I don't know how long 20 years yeah. you know so I think it's, it's definitely going to have some effect the immediate effects definitely and of course the long term effects now schools are been closed so I mm-hmm. think that's one way the government is trying to help but they must remember that first if you close schools the, the children should be indoors you know yes. they're not going to be should be playing out in the the why they're closing the schools. Number two, they must understand that indoor air pollution can be worse than the outdoor if you don't take care. Right. And right so they must make sure that the indoor is, you know, they close the w- doors, windows, make sure there's vacuum, clean, sweep, whatever, mm-hmm. and make sure the children are well hydrated, eat healthier food, for example, to reduce the inflammation, you know, the free radicals. So all these are some of the precautions you can take that will also help not only the immediate effects, but also the long-term effects.
0: Right. The masks that they're selling now, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Is it yeah, really effective? Yeah, I think that,
1: there's the one that uh, they call it uh, N95 or 97 yes. yeah that's the one that's effective the, r- the simple one that you wear just like uh, I see what a lot of people are wearing surgical really masks uh, yeah. they really don't really work with these pollutions
0: alright so of course uh, make sure when you do buy those special masks that you don't pay more than 6 ringgit per piece because uh, there's a ceiling now I mean uh, I think the government has put a ceiling oh price yeah. on it so yeah, that's
1: good actually yeah. yeah.
0: there's no profiteering involved which is, which is a great move now coming up this is kind of scary suit pollution part cross the placenta. This is the latest that they found in the Nature Communications research paper. We'll be taking a look at that after Bruno Mars. Count on me on light. On HealthWise this morning, Dr. Rajbans is with us now. A recent study has um, discovered that particles of black carbon or soot can cross the placenta, and uh, this is the first direct evidence that these particles can get into the part of the placenta that feeds the developing fetus and could be the first step to explain why high pollution is linked to an increase of um, miscarriages, premature birth, and low birth weights. Uh, very alarming indeed, especially with our current hazy situation. Can you tell us more about this study?
1: It's uh, very scary to know that, you know, is, a lot of it actually comes from cars, you know, and you look at the amount of cars out there, and on top of it, it have our new haze problem. So all these things, if we can cross the placenta, the placenta is a, thing that protects you know the baby you know it Mm -hmm. takes away a lot of the holes that whatever you know that uh, toxins or whatever sort of infection or what cannot go to the baby because the placenta sort of filtrates it and only let good nutrients go in but if they say that soot can actually go in and that can cause miscarriages and premature birth so that is scary so again back to the same thing you're pregnant reduce your exposure just like we talked about the kids if you Clean indoor environment where you're working, even in the office, in the house. In fact, a lot of people today spend most of their times indoors. Mm. We actually mm. seldom are out there. We are either working or we are watching television or in our computers or our handphone. So, even people exercise indoors nowadays. So make sure the indoor environment is very clean and ex- reduce as much exposure as you can. Right. All this. Yeah.
0: What are your thoughts on air purifiers? <laughs> Do they actually work?
1: Yeah, I think they definitely work. In indoors, it definitely will work. You know. So if you got a but most time people just put air purifier in the room. In where they sleep Mm -hmm. you know. so the rest of the house is still not without a purifier so other thing is uh, some of my friends i know drag that along so then they go for exercise they bring it there wow and, uh, and they are sitting in the house watching television they bring that purifier there but you know apart from that yeah i think it will help but cleanliness is still very important
0: okay coming up we'll find out what the impacts of microplastics could be on your health and on your body that is up next here on light On HealthWise this morning, uh, Dr. Rajbans, President of the Malaysian Wellness Society, and we are exposed to microplastics every day. In fact, researchers estimate that the consumption of microplastics was anywhere from 74,000 to 121,000 particles annually that you ingest without you even knowing. And this can be from how your food is packaged to the bottled water that you drink every day. That's pretty scary, isn't it, Dr. Rajbans?
1: Yeah, I think now we are very, Anti-plastic. At one time, you know, plastic was the thing, but now I think everywhere they are trying to get rid of plastic. Plastic bottles is a no-no. Plastic bags, are you know, nowadays you go to supermarkets, they don't want you to use plastic bags anymore. In fact, you to pay for plastic bags, you (laughs) know. So I think good in. uh, I saw my hospital. We don't uh, send put uh, medication in plastic bags anymore. It's all paper bags now. So I think we know plastics are long-term dangerous to us. Microplastics get ingested. Now, can they even get excreted out? Whether these microplastics cause damage right from the gut? To our liver, to whether these are some of the toxins that are stored in our fat, and that's why people mm-hmm. can't even lose weight because it's all this, uh, you know, this uh, foreign material that's in our body. Whether it can increase our free radicals, our inflammation, leading on to diseases like cancer. So no one really knows the long-term effects of all this So I think we have to look at avoiding, you know, microplastics or plastic for that matter. Like for example, the water bottle use uh, you know, stainless steel, or you can use uh, mm-hmm. you know, things like, uh, you know, Muscle water bottle so we're changing to all those things and you know I'm still surprised that sometimes I go to a restaurant and they actually give you a hot drink in a plastic glass you yes know? and that, that's scary you know and uh, so all these things that we thought and change and I think plastic is a no-no right you know, we really must get rid of it
0: I was talking about this with some friends yesterday and someone mentioned that a lot of unscrupulous people also use plastics in food preparation like at hawker stalls for example to make pisang goreng Crispier yeah. and things like that is really, really you know, disgusting when you think about it. How this stuff can actually get into your body? Yeah, uh, I purpose. mean, I've never
1: seen it, but you know, that's what we heard or rumors are. But what we have to do is really get rid of plastic. You mm-hmm. know, so you can't find plastic anymore, and it should be just stop producing plastic so that we know that this this foreign chemical material won't be around anymore to you know harm us.
0: All right. Well, when we come back, we're gonna take a look at medical guidelines uh, saying that a daily aspirin may be too risky for most healthy people. Well, look at that next after Christopher Cross. This is Arthur's theme on light. It's Healthwise with Dr. Rajbans this morning And medical guidelines say that a daily aspirin is too risky for most healthy people um, Though some can benefit from it Why would you even take a daily aspirin? Is this something that, you know, is a norm in Malaysia? I know that some in the US, for example If you have fear of heart disease You've got it in your family That you tend to take this to thin your blood
1: Yeah, I think that, that became the you know the the whole thing About these uh, high cholesterols and heart attacks and strokes became such an issue and of course patients who had heart problems and all that they were started giving them you know things like baby aspirins you know some anti-cholesterol medication so that was something that they thought oh if this helps people with heart disease why not normal people take so they don't get mm. but you, they didn't understand that a lot of these uh, medications have their own side effects so if you're a healthy person and you're taking uh, let's say aspirin it blocks a path where you know of course you make your blood thinner but also it can cause things like gastric irritation peptic ulcer disease and i got patients who you know recently had a, a, a doctor who was uh, taking this and suddenly had a bad. Um, uh, you know it's a GIT bleed so it's bleeding right. away and to stop the bleed was very difficult because he's on aspirin and it takes about three to five days before the effect goes off you know so it's, it's going to be a nightmare if you suddenly have to end up for a surgery Ooh. so if you're healthy and your risk factors for heart disease are very low you know you're not someone who is overweight you don't uh, take alcohol a lot or you know over you don't smoke you you do you exercise every day you got a you know good family history you're careful with what you eat then i wouldn't want to take a medication I would try natural foods for example mm-hmm. you know foods like uh, that are high in omega 3s you know uh, certain fruits can also have a sort of uh, anti platelet effect you know things what, like, what kind of fruits uh, things like you know uh, things like ginkgo elopa, ah. for example or noni and all these things all omega 3 foods you know your so, uh, fatty fish your avocados your nuts they have not of course, a aspirin effect, but they do have a effect that helps the what they call antiplay, helps the blood flow better. Mm-hmm. And I think I would look at taking that you know cut down of course your processed foods and your saturated fats and your refined carbs and i think you don't really have to take a medication if you're on that lifestyle
0: all right well that's good to know just eat better isn't it yeah (laughs) now coming up cleaners are three time more likely to develop diabetes than teachers this is what a study has warned how does uh, your job affect your health well we're going to find out more with dr rajman's next here on light And on HealthWise this morning, Dr. Rajbans, president of the Malaysian Wellness Society, researchers from the Karolinska Institute have uh, revealed that cleaners are three times more likely to develop diabetes than teachers. In fact, professional drivers, manufacturing workers and uh, on top of cleaners are all these uh, that are likely to develop type 2 diabetes. Um, This is kind of alarming. I mean, how would your job affect your health
1: I think what they have realized is that it's actually your education level it's also how educated you are the higher the education people tend to be a bit more careful with their health they are more you know, they take care of what they eat they may be probably exercise more and if you really see even if, if you walk around and see a lot of cleaners yeah a lot of them are actually on the overweight side in spite of the physical work so I think it's when you when you exercise you work you probably get hungry and then it's what you eat right. so I think a lot of them in between between they just probably eat a lot of things that are more cheaper cheaper that's one yeah that's probably junk food you know things uh, things like you know refined carbs that are you know easy to get like you said cheaper and uh, I think in between they don't probably do any other exercise they probably just sit down you know probably that's one of the reasons you know because they don't move much after the work they eat something that's cheaper and of course the education level they're not so worried about health it's not their priority it's the day-to-day living and you know right Surviving. Surviving, yeah, yeah, that's the word, yeah.
0: Okay, well, uh, what can you do to change your uh, (laughs) likelihood of developing, I think, type 2 diabetes...
1: Yeah, I suppose it's again the lifestyle. We, it we is. know that, At you know, it's. it's day, uh, it? Yeah, because type 2 diabetes is becoming an epidemic, and not only here, but all over the world. And I think it's just educating people on stopping the wrong foods, eating the right foods, and moving a lot.
0: Okay. Now, Dr. Rajbans, you've got an event happening this Sunday, don't you?
1: Yeah, this uh, the Malaysian Wellness Society. I think if you go to our website, you can, uh, you know, wellnesssociety.org, you can actually see the event. It's a uh, natural uh, nutritionist uh, from uh, Australia. Australia, Christine Horton you know, she's written a number of books on uh, how to switch on genes how to switch off genes and uh, very interesting a talk is actually how to unlock your way to detox your body basically and it'll be a very interesting talk she's a good speaker so it's open to the public it's free of charge so you can just go into our website and see the event and just book yourself in you can go up to That's one org, and membership is still free if you're still interested to join us
0: alright so sign up now well thank you Dr. Rajvans Thank you. Your great advice this week.